Well, hello and welcome to this week's Positive Recovery with Karina, being made for www.sobertownpodcast.com, where you can hear this podcast, lots of other amazing podcasts, find resources, toolboxes, lots of great, great stuff. Go check it out. Uh, It's your one-stop sobriety shop. Now, this week's um, podcast from me has been a little bit delayed because I lost my voice. Lovely for some around me, I know. Um, So I'm a little bit croaky still, I know, but here we go. I will do my best to get through this because this week's um, podcast is a very, very important subject. It's something we shy away from talking about, but something that we really need to be talking about and something we need to be listening to. And it is about suicide and suicide prevention. Now, you may think, well, that's not really positive recovery. But it is, isn't it? If we can save a life, then wow. And, you know, alcohol and drugs are found in the majority of suicides. They are used in the majority of suicides, um, either intentionally or um, the suicide is of a reaction of, of drinking. Or taking drugs because as we know drinking makes us very depressed it makes us um, very morose it makes us quite irrational at times as well now there used to be an old um, saying that if people talked about suicide it meant they weren't really going to do it of course we know that that is complete utter baloney complete bullshit um, and that people do talk about suicide and they do follow through. In fact, here in the UK, very, very sadly, um, suicide is the leading cause of death in males under the age of 45. And I know also that in the the States, um, it is one of the top 10 causes of death. So it is huge. It is huge out there. And it's important to know that the majority of people who do commit suicide or attempt suicide um, do not have a diagnosed mental health condition. So you don't have to be mentally unwell to have suicidal thoughts. Um, Many of us, in fact, will have suicidal thoughts at some point in our life. In fact, the majority of us will. And the first question to ask is, do we actually want to be dead? Or do we just want to escape the current situation? the current feelings, the current stuff. Now, very often we talk about, um, in sobriety, living in the moment. When we come to suicide, we need to plan forward. It's one time that we don't want to stay in the moment. We want to look ahead. We want to have a future. It's really important to have a future and create a future for ourselves. Because many suicides come out of a feeling of hopelessness and loneliness And I felt it was important to do this podcast at this time of year because Christmas for many people is quite a lonely time. For many of us, it can be joyful. Others, it can be lonely. And over here in the UK, we have another lockdown pending. So, you know, we we didn't really get to celebrate Christmas much last year. Um, And it looks like we will be restricted again this year. So, and, and lockdown no, doesn't help. It hasn't helped with alcohol and drinking. We know that. We know that 20% or deaths, sorry, in the UK um, associated drinking raised by nearly 20% last year during lockdown. 
So, you know, we need to have plans. We need to know that it's not always going to be like this um, when we're in that moment, that feelings change, that feelings pass, even though they can feel very intense at that time. And when we're feeling down or low, um, they, you know, that can seem like an eternity too. So we need to learn that we need to talk about suicide, that it is okay to feel this way. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, But what isn't okay is to keep it to ourselves, be alone with it and take an act that could actually end our life. And I say could because there are lots of incompleted suicides and that can be a preventative measure, actually, that um, we, you know, when we look at suicide, some people, one of the things, their safety plan, one of the things that prevents them is the thought of incomplete suicide. And that happens an awful lot. Some of us fantasise, romanticise suicide. We think, you know, if we take an overdose, we're just going to lay there serenely and peacefully and pass away. That's not actually the truth. That's not how it looks. And this is a situation where we really need to play it forwards because, yeah, think about the person that's going to find you. And when we're in that moment, we might not be thinking about other people um, because we are just, things are so intensely uncomfortable for ourselves that we just want to end the pain and the suffering. But know this, the pain and the suffering will move on. It will pass. It will pass. It will not stay there forever. It may seem unbearable at that time, but it will get better. Just think about it. No situation, no emotion, no feeling stays with you forever. It has to change. It is not forever. So please, please, please reach out. And please listen. If people start to talk to you about suicide, listen. And I hear, you know, worries. And I've had this myself with my son who's been suicidal in the past. And I still worry about him now when he gets depressed. Is he suicidal? But what I always say to him is, are you safe? That is my leading question. Are you safe? Um, And he would answer me honestly. And we have honest conversation about that. Now, sometimes suicides are meticulously planned and people will go across their business as usual. They would tie up all their loose ends and then they would take their act. And sometimes it is impulsive. But we need to be alert to it and we need to be listeners. Um, And we need to just let people talk. And it's very, very difficult because we don't always know what to say or what to do. And you know what? We don't need to know what to say or what to do. What we need to do is just be there. And that's what really helps, is just being there. Just listening really, really helps people. But then after you've listened, you do, I suppose, need to make a safety plan or a support plan for that person. Now, so this is why I'm going to help you, because I'm saying you might not know what to do. So a safety plan is key, is like, can that person keep themselves safe? If they can't, is there somebody that can be with them? Is there somebody where they can go so that they're not alone? Um, If they're planning to take overdoses, can you remove all medication from from where they they live? Um, Take it out of the way so it's just not there. So, you know, if they need something, they're going to have to go out and get it. And that could just 
cause a little bit of a delay which could make them perhaps ask for help in a different way. Um, if they're thinking of, you know, hanging themselves, which is, you know, equal for men and women now. Um, it used to be mostly men would result to hanging, but it is now equal. And it's becoming one of the leading ways too. And so, you know, make sure, you know, usually if they're thinking of this and planning it, they'll have sort of some rope or a belt or something in mind. So remove that um, and try and have someone with them. If they can't, and if you really think they need emergency help, then call emergency services, you know. And if you yourself are listening to this and are really contemplating suicide, then please, please reach out, reach out to friends and family. And if you can't, then reach out to emergency services. Call the police, call an ambulance, call your doctor, your medical care, call somebody call the Samaritans or a suicide helpline. There are lots of suicide helplines out there for you to go and use. That's what they're there for. Just go talk it through with somebody um, because that can make a huge, huge difference. It really, really can. So safety plans are really important. Can that person or can you keep yourself safe? And if not, how do we keep that person safe? in that moment and it might be that we need emergency help or it may be that we just help to keep that person safe in that moment okay now planning ahead also there um there are lots of apps um that you can use not everybody's into apps so i'm going to talk to you a little bit about hope box um and this is something that therapists have used for for lots and lots of years now um, and it's about having a box of hope. So if you're somebody that feels suicidal from time to time or regularly, then it's good to make yourself a hope box. And in that hope box, you can put all sorts of things. You can put a list of your reasons to stay alive. You can put photos of happy memories. You can put photos of people that you can look at. You can put soothers and comforters in there. It could be a bit of material with happy memories or a bit of wool that feels nice, a knitted comforter, whatever it is that feels good for you. It could be sweeties, you know, whatever's going to help to make you feel good. So fill that hope box up with something that is going to give you hopes at that moment when you feel life is not worth living, when you feel you cannot do this anymore, you go to your box of hope that reminds you and jolts you back into this this moment that there are reasons to live, there are reasons to survive because you've written about them, you've put it down now. And for those of you that prefer apps, there is actually an online hate box as well that you can use. Um, and also in the UK, we have the Stay Alive app, which is a fantastic app. Um, and it, these apps are also for family and friends of people who are feeling suicidal. So it's not just people with suicidal ideas. They've got all sorts of resources and help on there for friends and family and people that are concerned as well. But on the Stay Alive app, again, you can put, you know, your safety plan. You can write your safety plan. What are the reasons to stay alive? Why, you know, um, you can put photos on there as well. But again, it's in your writing. So it's a reminder to yourself in your own writing of reasons to carry on. Other things also to put in your safety plan are who will you talk to? Um, 
what things can you do to try and calm yourself, to distract yourself? You know, like we do with the alcohol, what can we do to distract ourselves in that moment? It could be eating something, it could be going for a walk, it could be going for a run, it could be taking a bath, it could be many, many things. But I think the most important thing is to reach out, to talk to someone, to let somebody know that that you are feeling bad and that you need help. Um, Some people won't, I know. My son won't reach out, he won't talk, so I just know the warning signs, so I just ask him if he's safe and he tells me that he is. I told him about things like the Stay Alive app, but for him, it wasn't for him, and that's fine, but what he did is he had a tattoo of people's dates of birth done on his fingers in Roman numerals, and initials of his best friends at that time. So that is his safety plan, tattooed on the back of his hands. So lots of different things that we can think outside of the box of things to keep ourselves safe in that moment. Because this too shall pass. It really, really will pass. I found in my Googling as well on this that there is an app called Not OK app for teenagers, which looked really good. And that is um, an app whereby teenagers can put five contacts in there. And it was actually developed by a teenager and her brother. Um, And they just have to press a red button that just tells people, I'm not okay, so that somebody will come around and help. So let's all have a not okay reach out point as well. Um, You know, it can be a preordained text that we have or a little signal that because sometimes in that moment we don't want to talk. Um, we don't want to say things, so it's important to perhaps just have a sign, even just a help. Anyway, I hope that that has helped you. Please do go and have a look at, at some of these apps, like the Stay Alive app and the Hope Box, and get yourself some resources. But most importantly of all, reach out and talk. Um, and to, to other people, if people are talking to you about suicide or about hopelessness or worthlessness or loneliness, please don't shy away. Don't be afraid because you don't know what to say. Honestly, a lot of the time you don't have to say anything. You just have to listen and you just have to be there. Um, and yeah, and, and just make sure that, that person is safe and just let them know that you're there. Just make a verbal contract with them that they can keep themselves safe and if they can't reach out and get professional help and do something about it anyway I hope this has helped you um, and I hope that you all have a wonderful wonderful Christmas time Um, I hope that it is a good one but if you're feeling lonely then know that there are people out there for you come talk to us on I am sober um, the app where you will find most of the people from Sabertown um, and a great, great community of people out there. Do come talk to us over there. There is great support on there and it's can you know you can you can be completely anonymous on there. Um just just come see us, come talk to us and uh yeah, have a safe and peaceful Christmas everybody. Bye bye for now.